0: My life. Will never be the, same. My life. the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseo Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. (laughs)
1: Kingdom and Kingdom and I trust that you had a great week and your weekend has been awesome. Well, we are welcome into God's presence. The Bible says they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. I want to encourage you to take these services very seriously. Make sure you start a watch party, invite friends and family. Let them get along and watch with you share the video as with many people now that we are here that is going to be our platform for evangelism as you share it you're also sharing the gospel with many others make sure that you do that and god will richly bless your life shall we bow our heads even as we get into the word of god father in the name of jesus we thank you for the opportunity to come before you the bible says, blessed is the man whom thou choosest and cause to approach unto you thank you for the honor and the privilege granted us to appear before you, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord, for the fresh fire week. Thank you for fresh release of grace and energy and power that has been delivered unto us. Thank you for answered prayer. Thank you that testimony, signs, wonders, miracles shall follow us all through this month and beyond in the name of Jesus. In this service, Spirit of God, my members are yielded to you. Pour your spirit upon me afresh. Grant me utterance, clarity of thought, clarity of mind, and let your word go forth with precision and power. Let no man or woman under the sound of my voice be able to resist the influence of your word. I thank you and I bless you that this is done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those of you who are not able to join last week, Fresh Fire, I want you to go back, watch the video, make sure you pray along, and then also Uh, listen to what i began that teaching is designed to give you perspective in this time the right perspective for that matter in these times a lot of things are being floated around people are floating all kinds of things you need to get god's perspective on matters of end time well in this service we are going to continue but i would want to continue on the tangent of change uh, we, we did change, time to change. I think about two or three weeks ago, we did a time to change. I did part one and part two, and today I want to do part three a time to change. We are told in the book of Ecclesiastes, to everything, there's a season, a time for every purpose under the heaven. So, under heaven, there's a time for anything you want to do. And one of the things that God gives us time to do on earth is to change. The prodigal son left his father's house. But as time passed, it also came with an opportunity for him to change his mind and return to his father's house. And he did. And he was blessed. And so, I don't know who may be watching now. Maybe you have done something and you feel that you are just running away. Things that this is the time to make a U-turn and come to your father. Time to change. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 to 19. Remember, you know the former things; neither consider the uh, the things of old. But behold, I do a new thing. For God to say He does a new thing, He's doing a new thing means simply He's doing something. He's changed the methods. What He used to do is not what He's doing again. He's doing something new, and that's changed. So we looked at change, we said change has to do with transformation, change has to do with doing things differently. Like the way we are having church online now, we are not able to meet because of the uh, limitation on movement and gathering of people because of the COVID-19 as you may be aware. But we have to change to have service going like this. So you can't stay in your home and not be part of it because this is now your only means of keeping you spiritually active and alive that's why you must also change so you may not like being on your phone watching on your screen or something but this is the way to go sometimes we change we are forced to change when things are uh, we don't necessarily do things we like to do if you want to change and change for the better there are things you have to do to improve your life you will not always like it but you have to change and do them change is to lay aside the old and to embrace the new lay aside the old All of us have huge nostalgia for uh, meeting together in the temple. And we look forward to that day that the band will be lifted and we can all gather together in fellowship once again. But here, in the meantime, this is our platform. So when you are coming, come on as though you were going to an auditorium. That's how you prepare yourself, get your Bible, get your note-taking materials, and then stay on. This is the moment. This is the new thing this is what they call the new normal change we said there are three foundational thoughts about change we said change comes in different shapes and forms we talked about change is never easy for anyone change never easy for anyone and change is necessary for all we looked at five different ways people relate to change we said those that are people who dread change we also said that those who deny change that those who defy change there are those who dismiss change and there are those who decide change and we said that if we decide change you are the better for it and so we want to be part of part of the people who decide change then we looked at 10 reasons why you must be open to change you must be open and receptive to change as powerful as change is all of us like i said earlier change is not easy for any of us because change is not easy change will let you go beyond something you are comfortable with it will move you from your comfort zone it will challenge you to go beyond the normal so because of the challenges associated with change everybody will prefer to live a normal life but you know that is a risk in itself the failure to change in itself is a great risk So, we looked at reasons why we must embrace change. We must be open and receptive to change. We said change is constant and then we said change is foundational for growth and maturity. If you must grow and mature, change is important. Then we also said change is critical for survival at all times. If you must learn to survive every season, the good, the bad, and the ugly, then you must be adaptable to change. You should know how to comport yourself when you have much, if you know how also to live your life when you don't have much. That is it. So you can survive all seasons. Then, of course, we said change is essential for progress. You want to make progress with your life. I know you want to make progress. But to make progress in your life, in your marriage, in your business, in these times, in these uncertain times, you must be open to change. You can't continue to do business the same way you do it. You can't continue to run school the same way you used to do it. Some schools, in fact, most schools are online now. You cannot say uh, I'm going to protest for government to lift the ban so we can meet in the classroom. That is not what is happening now. So, you have to embrace the idea of online school and begin to be part of it. For you to make progress, the world has made progress from riding on donkeys to flying jet planes. The world has made progress. Significant progress. Now they are thinking about... uh, driver self drivable cars where you sit in the car and the car drives you by itself you just have to set the computer everything and it's just moving without you having to press anything that is how progress is made change brings progress then we talked about change makes you relevant you want to be relevant and i dare you I dare say to you that you are ordained for relevance you are the salt and the light of a world so you are ordained for relevance how can you live a relevant life by embracing change change makes you highly competitive we live in a world that is racing against itself all of us are running a race life is a race we are not competing with others we are competing with ourselves to fulfill and maximize god's potential for our lives but life is a race and for you to run and win you must run uh, skillfully you must run lawfully. and one of the laws That helps you to run the race and win is the law of change. Then of course, we said change makes you innovative. You find new ways of doing old things or you find new ways of solving problems when you open yourself to change. Change challenges your potential. Change ushers you into new opportunities. Failure to change is costly. Those are the 10 reasons why we said makes it very critical that we open ourselves to change. We are going to continue in part three. I'm not too sure I'll finish. I was actually looking forward to finishing, but uh, I'm not too sure I'll be able to finish it. (laughs) I'm looking at 12 negative attitudes we must aggressively change to win the war against COVID-19. And it's not just a war against COVID-19. Now, the present war, the world is fighting against now is the war against COVID-19. That's a war. It's a major war. Every nation has been hit by it. And every nation is fighting for its economic survivor, political survivor, all kinds of things. Everybody wants to survive. You as an individual, you are fighting for your health. You are fighting for your business survivor. You are fighting for your career survivor. I mean, that's it. And I want to share with you 12 negative attitudes you must change. We as a people, Ghanaians, and every nation that has been affected by this, we must open up to these changes so we can win the war against the COVID. And I see as a win the war. I see as gain the victory. In fact, the COVID is already defeated. We are more than conquerors. These are practical steps that will help you and help us as a nation, as individuals, as families in our quest to win and defeat the war against this deadly virus. It shall not overcome you in Jesus' precious name. So, how do we go? We are looking at 12 negative attitudes we must aggressively, and take note, aggressively. Don't just joke with it. I want you to deal with these issues as if your life depends on it, because truly your life depends on it. Some of them may be personal, others are communal or corporate. But by whichever way you look at it, Whichever way it relates to you, make sure that you put yourself in it and you embrace it wholeheartedly and then you let go. In any area of your life, you find any of these negative attitudes, make sure you deal with it. And I see grace coming upon you to deal with them and eliminate them from your lives in the name of Jesus. The first one is the attitude of not taking life, threatening matters seriously until they destroy you. I realize that sometimes we can be so careless people sometimes can be very careless about serious things people have this negative attitude of not taking life-threatening matters seriously and i don't want you to be a part of those people because when you see something is dangerous it's wisdom that you take precaution driving on most of our roads is dangerous at a certain speed is dangerous so when you are a driver and you sit in your car you may be driving the best of cars but sadly you are not driving on the best of roads so if you decide to go a certain speed limit you'll be risking your life foolishly it's important take life threatening matters seriously don't joke with them because your life depends on it and it's one of the marks of a wise person look at what the bible says in proverbs chapter 22 It says, a prudent man, the word prudent means a wise man, a smart person. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. You must change the attitude. If you are the type where you see danger and you are playing with it, the Bible says, fools make mock at sin. Sin is dangerous for your destiny. Sin is dangerous for your spiritual health. So, if you joke with it, the Bible says you are a fool. Fools make a mock at sin. But with the righteous, there is favor. So, don't joke with life-threatening matters. This COVID-19 is not something to be taken for granted. A lot of people are playing around. They are not taking any serious measures. And they are just risking their lives and that of their families. You should not be like that. Since the ban was lifted, our numbers have been soaring. And it's all because the transmission is ongoing from person to person. People are becoming increasingly careless it's risky to be careless until the battle is won you can't let down your guards you can't take things for granted so i want to encourage you to take every precautionary measure seriously even as we engage prior and fasting to drive this demon away from our midst it's critical some people don't even think that it's, it's real and because you don't think it's real you'll be acting as if that is not real The Bible said your life will always go after the pattern of your thoughts. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you think it's fake, you'll be taking fake measures. If you think it's serious, you'll also be very serious with your life. May you be serious with your life. The second attitude, which is also very dangerous, that we need to change from, is the attitude of making life-changing decisions without counting the cost and effectively planning for it. The attitude of making life-changing decisions without counting the cost and making effective plans for it and effectively planning for it. Look at what the Bible says in Luke chapter 14 verse 28. He said, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost? Whether he has enough to finish it, which of you intending to build a tower? this scripture helps us to understand now this verse 27 actually was talking about becoming a disciple of Christ start, start from verse 26 Jesus said if any man comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children and brothers yes and his, his, his own life also he cannot be my disciple verse 27 and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So, Jesus said this. He gave that story or scenario when people were coming around wanting to be his disciples. He laid the condition. He said, hey, listen, the decision you want to take to be my disciples should not be taken lightly. It's a life-changing decision. And for you to take this decision, you need to make sure you have adequate facts. You have every information you need to have. Plans are far advanced, not only are you properly informed before taking this decision, but you also have adequate plans in place to fully execute it without failure. I believe that probably if our lockdown had been taken, they are taking certain things into consideration before the lifting of the lockdown, maybe our numbers probably may not be as high as it is. I I, I know some people of you may disagree with me, but like... uh, Opinion. Everybody is entitled to his opinion. But I honestly believe that if they are taking adequate measures or even if preparation, adequate preparation have been made, proper education of the citizenry. I mean, yesterday I was listening to news and somewhere, Choco area also, a team of guys, young guys, young, young guys, seriously talking about uh, taking drugs. We, Indian hemp. Some of them said they used to uh, somebody even said he didn't used to take it, but now he's going to take it because they have seen that it's the antidote to COVID-19. The height of misinformation. All of these, these are matters we are going to be confronted with. We are confronted and we are still being confronted with. That's why when we are taking life-changing decisions, we need to be careful. When you are deciding on going for a loan, you need to be careful. People sometimes take loan, and you see, loans are said that when you are taking them, it's easy. But when it's time to repay, that's when you begin to feel it. Life-changing decisions must not be taken easily. If you are deciding on a man to marry, be careful. Speak to people who have character, credible character, people who have your interests at heart, people who love you, not just your friends who don't know anything and lack experience. It's important. Life-changing decisions must not be made haphazardly. As a leader, you have to get adequate facts to make a lot of decisions. It's important. So, the attitude of making life-changing decisions without counting the cost, it's an attitude you must change from. Receive grace to change from it. Receive grace to change from it in the name of Jesus. And if you have made any decision that has cost you and is costing you, I pray that the grace of God will come upon you and help you to overcome it. Number three, the third thing we need to, attitude we need to be careful about or change from, is the attitude of caring much less about your health. The attitude of caring much less about your health. The reason why people are not adhering to social distancing and washing of hands and wearing of masks and all of these things, it's not because of anything. It's simple. People care much less about their health. If you care about your health, Somebody say, oh, Pastor, Ba, why? The uh, Bible says, casting all your cares upon me, for I care for you. Yes, God cares for you. That reminds me of uh, the late President Mills. I care for you, government. God cares for you, and he will forever care for you. But listen, God will never uh, put approval, a stamp of approval on your carelessness. If you fail to live a responsible life and you become a victim of the disease, God will watch you die so please be responsible do what you are supposed to do after you have done what you are supposed to do God takes over the Bible says the preparation of the heart is a man the answer of the tongue is from the Lord the Bible says a horse is prepared against the day of battle victory comes from God so if you don't prepare yourself for battle you will fail if you are going to write exams and say God will help me I'm the righteousness of God I'm intelligent I'm smart listen and you don't sit down and learn you will fail more than uh, successfully. You will fail big time. And it's not anybody. It is you who has decided to fail. So care about your health. Let your life matter to you. Look at what the Bible says. Luke chapter 23, verse 31. He said, For if they do these things in a green tree, what shall be done in the dry? If they do this in a green tree, what shall be done? This was a proverb Jesus gave. Listen. The Bible said, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is weak. This COVID, one of the facts that is coming out clear is that when you have a strong immune system, your ability to fight it is high. And when you are not careful about your health, you won't do the things that strengthens your immune system. People have all kinds of destructive habits. Smoking, drinking, all of these put you at risk. They put you at risk. People who are known to be immunocompromised are at a higher risk of the disease. Immunocompromised means their immune system is compromised. They have underlying conditions like you hear them say. And there are things that bring us into that state. Sometimes people are just not careful. Sometimes people are just inactive. This is the time for you to make sure that you take steps to show that you care and you love your life. You must love your life. If you don't love yourself, I love you. And I want you to live and fulfill God's purpose for your life. That's why I'm bringing you God's mind. Change. Let go of that carefree attitude. Let go, let go of that I don't care. Whatever will what happen, will happen. It's not. It's not it's the wrong way to live your life. May the Lord give you grace to change in the name of our Lord Jesus. We must give up on healthy habits and embrace new ones. Number four. Number four. The attitude of living comfortably in fear. The attitude of living comfortably in fear. I believe that if you've gone to any African country, it's almost like a case. We, we seem to, I don't know whether among the African countries we are competing to find the one which is uh, most dirty. On our street, you see that all over. We live, people live with debt around them and they are very comfortable in front of their houses. Gutters are choked and people simply don't care. Listen, we have a responsibility to keep our environment clean. If you naturally have a, uh, this discipline of living, practicing personal hygiene, washing our hands will not be difficult for you. Using sanitizers will not be difficult for you. But the reason why you are struggling and you think it's somebody trying to force you to do something, is not anybody forcing you. It's because you are simply irresponsible. You don't care about your life. You are not neat enough. That's why washing your hands is difficult. That's why using sanitizers, you have to they have to literally fight you. No. No, you have to. You have to. Personal and communal hygiene are critical in winning the war against COVID-19 and many other diseases. Malaria is known to kill a lot of people. It has killed and is still killing many more people than COVID-19 is and has done in africa a lot of people millions of people are dying every year from malaria what is the principal cause of malaria filthy environments filthy environments stagnant waters left right center all of these things people drink water and they throw the bottle anyhow i mean all kinds of things may god help us change our attitude the attitude of living comfortably in field look at what your bible says he said in second second corinthians chapter 7 verse 1 he says having therefore these promises what are the promises in this context we can look at the promise of divine health we can look at the promise of long life he said with long life i will satisfy you and show you my salvation the Bible says, I will not put any of these diseases upon you which I brought upon the Egyptians. That's a promise. He said, if they obey and serve me, they will spend their days in prosperity. It's a promise. Another fantastic promise. He said that thou shalt serve the Lord thy God and he will bless thy bread and thy water. Exodus 23, 25 and 26. He shall take sicknesses from the midst of thee. That's a promise. So the Bible says, having therefore these promises... These and many other, the ones I've shared with you and many others, let us take note, let us as a nation, let us as individuals, let us as families, let us cleanse ourselves, not another cleaning you why must somebody encourage you to bath at your age, why must somebody encourage you to keep your uh, underwear neat at your age why must somebody encourage you to use deodorant at your age, how much is it after all the Bible says, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness. Take note, all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. So, it's not just a spiritual thing. We are not, I'm not just concerned about your spiritual purity and integrity. I also need your body whole. Your body is a temple of God. It needs to be kept in shape. It needs to be kept in it. The Bible said, you are bought with a the price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. If there is any time we need to be more hygiene conscious or hygiene minded, I believe that that is one of the things that COVID-19 is demanding of us. Then, number five. I'll close with number five. The attitude of lawlessness and disorderliness. The attitude of lawlessness and and disorderliness. This is an attitude we need to fight. Maybe I should try and do six. It's an attitude we must fight until it leaves our system. The attitude of lawlessness and disorderliness. Let me tell you something. You see, all all of us have a natural tendency to be lawless. All of us have a natural tendency to be disorderly. It's very, very comfortable to be disorderly i mean living everything around you free you don't have to organize nothing i mean that's the freest life anybody can imagine but listen it's the worst kind of life you can live the one thing that a lot of people don't know how to manage well is not money it's freedom many people have a difficulty managing freedom that's why africa is the way it is we fought for independence and now we have been given independence And our lives are not progressing the way it ought to progress. Why? Because we are not managing freedom well. South Africa, which was colonized for a long time, the place is looking much better than a lot of African countries. Why? Because other people seem seem to be better managers than us. But let me tell you, management skill is not in a race. There is nothing white about management skill. There is nothing black about management skill. It's something you can learn. Lawless. The attitude of lawlessness. When you go to advanced countries, developed nations, all of us, anytime we have an opportunity to travel to any of them, we are happy. We like what we see. We like the orderliness. We like the cleanliness. But let me tell you, that was not created by angels. It was created by human beings. And it begins with lawless law and order. Law and order. Let me show you something. The Bible says, let all things be done. In the book of... uh, First Corinthians 14, 14, Let all things be done decently and in order. Decently. Somebody say decently. All things done decently and in order. How can things be done decently and in order? I said, nothing can be done decently and orderly without laws and the people willing to obey it. Nothing can be done decently and in order without laws and the people willing to obey it. It's not just enough to have laws. It's important for the people to be willing to obey it. Most of the laws that keep advanced countries in the shape that they are in, we like. Most of such laws are in us. After all, they colonize us and it's their constitutions we have adopted and then uh, copied and pasted and we are using, literally. So most of these laws, most of Ghanaian laws are just uh, British common laws that have become our laws. And ultimately, every law actually comes from scripture. So even the British, they, they also copied it from scripture. We are free to copy. But it's important, we understand that just making laws is not enough. We as citizens, we as individuals, we as a people must be law abiding. Look at what the Bible says, Judges seventeen six. In those days, there was no king in Israel, no king. But every man did what was right in his own eyes. I'm sure this describes us a lot as Africans. We like to do what we like in our, what we like to do what is right in our own eyes. Forgetting that what is right in your own eyes may not be right in my eyes. Forgetting that what is right in your own eyes may be disingenuous to my existence or the existence of others. It's always important. That's why we have laws and order. In a lawless society, every man does what he wants and likes. People do whatever they please and get away with it in a lawless society. We need to be law-abiding. The president said, I've lifted the ban. Let's put on face masks. Must that be enforced? Must police be, uh, uh, be, be assigned to take care and ensure that you put on face masks? Wash your hands when you are doing it for your own sake. I mean, the Lord help us. It's so important. We just waste a lot of valuable resources, huge sums of money paying people to enforce laws that people, human beings should just be responsible and use common sense to obey. Why must it be the case? We must learn to be law abiding citizens. If you must win this war against the COVID 19, the attitude of lawlessness must leave us. The attitude of I do what I like must leave us. The attitude of I want to be free, I wish to leave us. The Bible says, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. Not all things. You may be free to do everything, but there are some things when you do them. Like for instance, you are free to go and lie on the highway. You are free. Nobody will stop you. But when you lie there and the vehicle, a trailer is coming, it will also freely pass over you and you will die. You are free to see electric cable and hold it like this. But by the time you finish, you won't have life to share the testimony that you held an electric cable and you came alive. So there are things you may be free to do, but they may be, they are harmful. That's what the Bible says. All things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. So we need to be disciplined. Bring ourselves under control and order. I guess I'll end here and then continue Uh, the next time we meet. I trust that these thoughts have been a blessing to you. Share them with others. It's a corporate responsibility. We can't win this war in our individual capacities. We can only win when we fight together, stand together are united in our effort to defeat it. This thing is not undefeatable. This thing is not inconquerable. We can subdue it. The Bible said they overcame him but the blood of the Lamb. If Satan himself who, who brought this particular disease has been subdued. It's not the COVID. We just have to embrace responsibility and keep it where it belongs you will not be a victim your family will not be a victim nobody around you will be a victim in our church family nobody shall be lost in the one tuning today's broadcast, God will preserve you and your family. You will live through this season, you will live after this season, and you will share your testimony. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord watch over you, even as you embrace responsibility to make the required changes needed to advance your life and make you become God's and make you fulfill God's purpose and plan for your life. You are blessed. When Jesus came on earth, one of the things we realized was that he was very orderly jesus exuded wisdom he made changes when he needed to make changes and we have an opportunity to take his body and blood i want you to if you desire a change in any part of your body maybe in your health maybe in your finances maybe in your relationships as you come to the lord's table i want you to pray lord let this mark let this communion mark the end of this particular affliction of this particular challenge i want to agree with you in faith Communion, there's life, there's healing, there's power in the communion. Take it in faith, and as you do so, healing is coming to you. Everything you have struggled with, any difficulty you have had, changing the things you must change, that difficulty is eroded away from your life. Father, we thank you for your body and your blood. Thank you for your shed blood, for our victory, dominion, healing, and empowerment. As we partake of the communion, receive life your kind of life and we make the needed changes required to live victoriously not over COVID 19 only but over every circumstance of life we thank you for victory in the blood in jesus precious name amen go ahead take the communion and serve the same to your family the lord bless you i'm going to continue this you need to follow it to the end i want you to take these services very seriously This is our only means of staying alive spiritually and staying spiritually nourished. You can't take the online services. When it's time for service, I want to encourage you, forget about everything, stay away from anything. And then, concentrate. It's just one hour. That's why we decided to keep it short. One hour. So you can concentrate. That's not the time to be moving up and down. I mean, concentrate and stay with God so you can get the full benefit of the service. The Lord bless you.
0: Pastor Afuaqa has just placed in your hands the key for all round victory success and limitless prosperity to get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by pastor Afuaqa please call zero five four zero one two two six seven zero or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com get interactive with pastor Afuaqa on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any further information. Log on and be part of our power online services live every Sunday for our celebration service at 9am and every Wednesday for our discovery service at 7pm on Facebook and YouTube using the handle Faith House Charismatic Chapel International. God richly bless you. Yeah.